This is the Millennial Interstate Podcast on the road to millennial freedom, broadcasting worldwide from the financial capital of the world. Here are your hosts, Leo and Javi. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Millennial Interstate on the road to millennial freedom. We're your hosts, Javi and Leo. Welcome to the podcast. We are super excited to be here. Check us out on IG at millennial underscore interstate and at mill interstate on Twitter. Leo, we got a lot to cover today, man. So let's just get right to it. What's up, Javi? I'm doing phenomenal, baby. Let's go. So today's topics. We're going to touch on the world financial state, talk about the stimulus checks, and we're going to relate that to Bitcoin. And we're going to try to tie the knot on that one on how they relate to each other. And then we're going to try to go a little bit into DeFi, which is decentralized finance. We're going to try to make this as simple as possible. (laughs) We'll we'll see how that goes. Let's go. All right. So it's just been announced that the U.S. government will probably release another round of $1,200 stimulus check. They're currently debating if it's going to be one bill or multiple bills. Hopefully, they can get it out by August 7th, which will allow you guys and everyone listening get it by hopefully the end of August. So we'll see how that goes. I'm excited, man. I know the last one came in and went right back out, man. So I'm excited to get this. So a lot of people took their $1,200 and bought Bitcoin and stocks with it. I know I did, man. A lot of people. Yeah, I'm guilty. There was actually a, a Twitter account that was created, I think it was called $1,200. And they were keeping a tab at how much money each day you were making if you invested your $1,200 into Bitcoin. Wow. Do you you happen to remember what that number looked like? How much they were gaining? I don't recall. Oh, man. I don't recall, but I do recall it was spicy. I like that word. I got to look look at my account, man. I'm sure there's some blessings in there in the skies. I got to take a look. So what does this mean? This means that they're printing more money. So the printer at the Fed is going to go. That's music to my ears, man. I mean, we spoke a little bit about this about two weeks ago. We did. And why it's not such a good thing, though. It means they're going to basically devalue your money. Your purchasing power is going down every single time they print money. They're watering it down. I hate when they cut it They're watering it down. And it's going to continue. It's going to continue until eventually one day the dollar cracks. So that's why you want to invest your money into a commodity or an asset that is going to grow your money and stabilize in value. That's right. Once again, Bitcoin is a asset that only has 21 million units out there. Therefore, it can't have this level of inflation. Actually, it can never happen the way that it could happen with the US dollar. That's right. We can't water it down. We can't print more. We can't just pull it out and circulate it. It is what it is and it will keep its value, right? So just so you know, this is not financial uh, (laughs) advice. We got to put that out there. So don't come crying to us if you put your money in Bitcoin and you lose all your money. And don't come (laughs) and congratulate us if you make any money either. I I mean, I'll take a congratulations. The credit is all yours. (laughs) Do your research, everybody. There's a lot of information out there, man. If you guys want information on who you can link up with for resources, credible resources, by all means, hit us up on IG and we'll definitely be able to point you into the right direction. But like my man Leo said, all right, we're not financial advisors and experts with your money. We don't even know you yet. Okay. So take that into consideration. Right. So the question is, 
why would you get $1,200 from the government, a currency that's being devalued? Why would you hold on to it in dollars, right? Most people are starting to realize that that's not the smartest thing to do. They're either buying stocks with it or they're buying gold or they're buying into crypto. This is a crypto show, kind of. Uh, It's a finance show, but lean towards crypto. So I suggest either you get some Bitcoin or some gold. Stock market is heavily inflated currently. They've also printed $3 trillion and shoved it into the stock market. It's a massive bubble that's going to pop. Right. Hopefully not anytime soon, but who knows? They're also splitting stocks, which is, you know, and this is the same thing that we're talking about. It's a big mess. You know, it's a big mess. Absolutely. It's a big mess. So let's get into a little bit about DeFi. It's a word that we've kind of heard a little bit. We've thrown it around. What is DeFi, my man? DeFi is decentralized finance. So to explain what DeFi is, let's explain what centralized finance yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Centralized finance is basically the current banking system where you need permission from the bank to open up a bank account. You require ID, you require a ton of information, right? And they can deny you if they choose to. Yeah. So then you put your money there and they give you what? Point whatever interest for your money. 3% if you're lucky. Right. And there have been many occasions in many countries worldwide, including this one during the Great Depression, that these banks stopped you from getting your own money. Any money. You had money in the bank. They wouldn't let you take it. It's actually happening in uh, Lebanon right now. There's a current limit to how much money you can pull out per day. I think originally it was like $300 per day. Then it was like $300 per week and then per month. And they're just like, what, $300? Like, I got $100,000 in the bank. I, I can only pull out $300 a day. Makes no sense. So DeFi is decentralized finance. It's not controlled by one entity. It is spread out over a network of computers based on programming and protocols. It's not based on people making decisions, but mathematical equations that were put together to basically, in essence, do do the same thing. That's right. So what's a blockchain? What's a network of computers, basically? What foundation, what structure supports uh, DeFi? DeFi lives on a decentralized network of computers that were designed on a peer-to-peer network, such as LimeWire or Pirate Bay. Many of you recall maybe about 10, 12 years ago, we had LimeWire, we had Pirate Bay, we had peer-to-peer digital sharing amongst everyone online. You basically downloaded the LimeWire software on your computer, and that gave you access to upload and download files from other people who had the same software on their computer, right? I had the best music during that time, man. What I'm telling you, about? me too. It. Pirate Bay gave you movies and a bunch of stuff, right? So people basically uploaded content from their computers to the LimeWire or Pirate Bay network, and anyone can go in and download that file, right? That's a peer-to-peer network. Right. So the blockchain is a peer-to-peer network. It's a chain of computers that are used just like Visa and MasterCard to process transactions on the blockchain or Ethereum or 
Well, let's take the Bitcoin or Ethereum for now. Now, so, champ, let me ask you this, man. I know that when we talk about LimeWire and peer-to-peer networks like that, you know, I loved it, man. I had some of the best CDs. I remember like it was yesterday, man. I right. had some real good music. But there was always some people that were a little bit afraid of that peer-to-peer contact, right? Because of things like viruses and things of that nature. So how is that a little bit different than what's going on now? What is the safety measure, if you will? How could that not happen where we're at? So with LimeWire and Pirate Bay, you are downloading a software on your computer, right? And then you search for a file and then you found that file and that file was on somebody else's computer, right? That person could have easily attached a virus to that file. And once you download that file, you have the virus now on your computer, right? right? So that's was the bad part about peer-to-peer, right? On the blockchain network, the only people that download softwares onto their computers are the people that are maintaining the network. So, for example, there are server farms, there are warehouses with hundreds, maybe thousands of servers that have, for example, the Bitcoin software downloaded to it. These computers, these servers, they have them all over the world. And that is what makes up the Bitcoin blockchain. These servers are what are processing each Bitcoin transactions. You can compare these servers to, let's say, Visa or MasterCard. Visa or MasterCard, the debit part of it, at least. The transactional part. The transactional part, part. exactly. You swipe your card and they process your transaction, basically. Understood. Understood. So these computers, these networks are processing your transaction. And every time they do, they are rewarded with a percentage of a Bitcoin for their hard work. And this process is called mining. Gotcha. Okay. So what we're talking about here basically is the infrastructure of the blockchain. So on top of this computer network, a man named Vitalik created a software called Ethereum. Ethereum is a cryptocurrency, but it's also a platform. It can be compared to an operating system such as Windows or or Mac OS. And on top of this platform, you can build dApps, which are called decentralized applications, also known as smart contracts. These smart contracts are basically mathematical equations that are programmable that serve certain functions. For example, so you have compound Compound is a protocol, is a dApp, is a smart contract that was built on top of the Ethereum platform. If you purchase a Compound token, you are putting your money into a pool of liquidity. This pool is there for anyone who wants to be able to borrow money from it. In order to borrow money, you have to put in collateral, but I don't want to go that deep. Basically, what I'm trying to explain here is that people have taken the current financial structure that is controlled by a centralized bank and have put it online in a uncontrolled, not uncontrolled, but peer-to-peer, in a decentralized state that is controlled mathematically, but not controlled by man or one central entity, such as a bank or a financial institution. 
And so they're controlled in essence by computers. They're kind of doing this. They're on, controlled on their by protocols. By mouse, by they're protocol. controlled by correct, which are is that what smart contracts are in essence? Or? No, smart contracts are programs built on top of the Ethereum platform. Okay, protocols are more than a program. Protocols are basically a set of laws that guide certain computations within uh, computing. For example. TCPIP. TCPIP is the protocol that allows us to get online. It's the protocol that was created that gives every computer an IP address, which allows that IP address to go on the internet. So basically, it, it's it's a set of rules, a set of laws that are created to keep that structure, if you will, that that you said kind of doesn't exist. The protocols are are the ones that are going to maintain the structure and what the program is supposed to do. Sort of. These protocols are guidelines used within computation to serve the purpose of whatever the protocol was created for. Right, right. So right? It's, it's the bylaws, it's the laws, in essence, that structure. It's what's going to happen because it has to happen. So there's no chance for grease in the pockets or anything like that. It's just another example, kind of. So Compound is a protocol that is trying to mimic financial services such as lending and yielding. There are many different types of protocols that are built on top of the Ethereum network that do different financial services. We can get into that on on another episode. We can go deeper into that. But for now, I just want to let everyone know what it is, what it's being used for. And now I'm going to talk about a little bit of why DeFi, right? Why is it such a buzzword right now? One, because it's permissionless. You don't need anyone's permission to go invest your money into DeFi. You don't need a bank account. You can just go and get a digital wallet, buy some Ethereum and start growing your money. Yeah, I don't know what I'll say. And I mean, in essence, so you can you can do it without permission. But why would I take that risk of something that's so unknown or maybe even confusing versus the traditional system that we have? Why would I take my money to something that's a little bit riskier versus something a little bit more traditional, man? What are the benefits for my money? What are the benefits to me? You can get a lot higher percentage back every month for your investment just by purchasing, for example, compound token. Okay. But now you can make more money but it's also a very volatile market. It goes up 10%, down 20%, up 30%, right? It's not for the weak of heart currently. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So it's something that if you understand the technology and if you understand its purpose and what it's doing, and if you're in it for the long haul, you won't care about these daily ups and downs. Right, right. right? right. Unless you're a trader. But if you're going to, invest your money into compound looking for a monthly return, you're not really going to care about the ups and downs because you're looking at this we at want the bigger the picture for the long run. That's right. right. We want the outcome. Right. Now, when you say uh, in, like getting a return in, in a month, so is a month a long run for you? Or are we talking about a year, two years, 10 years? What's that long run in essence to get a higher return when we talk about Ethereum or some of the things that we're talking about now? I think each person needs to determine how, how long long is for them. Of course. Right? I'll leave it at that. To matter perspective, right? 100%, long and short, matter 100%, perspective. 100%. But long term is a year longer. A year longer. Good. I, lo- I like the 
act so that I can have an idea of, right. of what you're thinking when you tell us what you're telling us, man. A but year or longer. I think that these things are, are essential to definitely better understand. You know what I mean? We definitely have to like make these uh, words, these key terms that we've been discussing a little bit more. Right. You know, I can find a way to tie this all in, you know, like we can tie it back into our first topic with stimulus check. Right. A lot of people don't want to leave their money in their bank account because they know that the dollar is being devalued. Right. You have twelve hundred dollars and in a month it might be eleven fifty. Just an example. Right. Right, The purchasing power of that dollar keeps going down because they're putting more money out there in circulation. Right. So DeFi can be a place where you park your money. Okay. I like that. I like DeFi that. DeFi can be a place where you can take your fiat, you can take your dollar, your euro, your yen, whatever it may be, and you can buy one of these tokens and you can just let it sit there and you can earn interest right. on this token and your money is not being devalued right. because it's not sitting in your bank account in dollar. Right. I mean, I, I'm a firm believer that the only money that I should have in my bank account is anything that I need liquid. Right. If right. I need liquid assets for whatever reasons, then I keep that there. No one's saying you don't out. have money right. in your bank account. Right. right. If you need, obviously, right. you got to live. But I'm saying saving money. Right. So investing I, money. Exactly. Exactly. The money that you want to save, the money that you want to invest. You got to throw the money something. you don't want sitting in your bank account. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And personally, I wouldn't put my money in the stock market right now. It's of a course. massive bubble of course it's inflated i mean listen learn about it it's it's a great way to make money it's a great way to lose money but you on should the definitely short term understand a lot of people have Absolutely. made money in the, in the past three months there have been companies that were literally dead like hertz for example right. hertz was out basically dead and the government injected money and there are tons of people who made money on hertz right Right. Called zombie companies. But we're talking about that same money that's being watered down in essence. You know? 100%. So that's why the crypto is so important into the world that we're moving into. And, you know, I just want to recap, right? We're big on making sure that your money goes to work with you, for you, right? When I get up and I go to work, my money better get up and go to work twice as hard. And when I go to bed, my money better stay working because it doesn't have any feelings or any feet to hurt. So I better keep working. And so we're just really exploring all the different ways that you can do that. You know, Forex, real estate, trading some crypto, right? Just really, really learning all of the different places that you can, in essence, invest, park your money and make it work for you better than in a savings account or a fancy CD or whatever the case is. Just kind of wanted to chime in and let everybody know because, my man, you are brilliant when it comes to crypto. But I'll be honest with you, man. It's a lot of words that we just got to make a little bit more common a lot of words. in our household so that we can all understand and grow together. The truth is, once this becomes mainstream, none of this will matter. Right. right? It's so early right now. Like right now, the crypto space is where the Internet was in like 93, 94 Right. I wish where, I could go back there now. Where people had no idea what the internet was. They were just, AOL was just coming out, Netscape and all that. Right. Like, people didn't really know. Windows 95 was a couple of years away. It was just about to come out. So it's at a very technical, gritty, raw place. Right. 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 Once it becomes mainstream, all of this jargon won't really matter. I, I guess it's important now. It helps people understand what's being done. Right. What's right. being built. And it brings a little and trust. And it brings a, a little trust. Right. So people 100%. understand. Because if you don't understand it, like, then there's no trust. Also, like, why is this being built? What's right. the purpose? Right. Right. Like, why does it exist? 
Right. So I guess eventually we'll get to a point where it's going to be so easy to use. It's going to be so common. It's going to be everywhere that the back end won't really matter. Right. Like nobody cares how freaking yeah. MasterCard or Visa process. Yeah. Most people don't even know how money works. Of course. Of course. I mean, listen, even like magic, I want to see the bunny come out the, Most the hat. Most people don't, don't even know, the know trick, you that know? the Fed controls money. It can print money however they see fit. So Leo, you let know? me let me ask you this, man. You know, this is a little bit for me and for and for anybody that's listening that might be on the same boat, right? How do I make money from it right now without fully understanding the ins and outs? How can I make some money? How can I gain some capital? How can I invest? First, I would suggest is before you invest, is you learn. Do your research, of course. Do your research. Make sure that you understand what you're doing before you do it. And then there are several ways. You can you can buy tokens and hold them. Mm-hmm. Or if you know how to trade, you can go into a market like Binance or BitMEX or whatever it is, and you can trade. Sure. Those are, I guess, two of the most common ways. Or if you want to go into DeFi, you can go into yielding and hold a compound and make a high percentage, 7 8% per month. Per month. Those are, those are, those are I guess ways that you can use the tools to make money, right? Other ways are you can learn about it, educate people, make money that way. Gotcha, gotcha, man. I think we definitely have to be able to go a little bit more in depth in the near future and explore how we can make a business out of it, right? How we can really learn and and really submerge ourselves into that information. What are some good resources, right? So a quick, a quick tip, right? Quick tip. If you're a programmer, if you don't have a program, I would highly recommend that you go into blockchain and crypto programming. Okay. That's great. Within the next five years, the next five years. Okay. There are going to be a bunch of main street companies trying to get into crypto, right? A lot of them have a lot of money. Why are they going to go reinvent the wheel? They're going to go buy a company, a crypto company that's already been established and those people will become millionaires when they're bought out by Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, whoever, whatever, right? That's right. IBM, Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, Google. When these companies come and they want to go heavy into crypto, into blockchain, and you have a company that's doing something in that field, watch out. Let's go. Let's get it. I love that. I love that advice, man. That's the kind of stuff that, that I'm talking about here. That's the kind of stuff that you want to make sure that you share with the people. You know what yeah. I mean? Where's that money going? These How companies are, are looking to get into the crypto world. Money will be digital, right? However you look at it, money will be digital. So these companies want to get ahead. They mm-hmm. want to start preparing. And if you're a company that know what you're doing and you're working in this space, you can be bought out. I love it. I love it, man. I've always said it. I'd rather keep my money in some life insurance or in some type of investment vehicle before I keep it in the bank. And I guess for me, I'm excited because I can't wait Till we create or we'll see and be a part of, right? Some type of uh, crypto life insurance kind of combination. I'm sure there's some some insurance that already doing it, but I can't wait until we really see that, see that platform, see that world that we've been talking about. You know, it's coming soon. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. In the works. I'm excited, brother. All right, guys, we're going to leave it here. Yeah, we've given you a lot. Please comment on IG. Let us know if you have questions. We can break it down further, what we've spoken about here. And thanks for listening. We really Absolutely, appreciate man. it. We love you guys, man. You guys can be anywhere in the world doing anything in the world, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that, right? You guys stay rocking, and we'll see y'all next week. Later. 
This was the Millennial Interstate Podcast on the road to millennial freedom. We hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to subscribe and check us out on Instagram at millennial underscore interstate. See you guys next week.